Good morning and welcome to worship on this second Sunday of Easter. Whether you are joining us through our radio broadcast, listening to our podcast, or watching on our YouTube channel, we are glad you are with us as we sing and pray, as we are fed together by word and sacrament. We are connected together in this time of worship. I invite you to light a candle wherever you are. As you can see, our Paschal candle is lit for this season of Easter, shining with resurrection light. I invite you also to gather bread and wine or juice so we can celebrate Holy Communion together. We gather this day for worship in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we give thanks this day for baptism, for the promises of baptism, I invite you into a time of prayer. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and your word you created the world. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea, you led your people from slavery to freedom. At the river, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By water and your word, you claim us as your daughters and sons. And we praise you for the gift of water, for the gift of water that sustains life. And above all, we praise you for the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Shower us with your spirit and renew our lives in your forgiveness, grace, and love. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn, Alleluia, Jesus is Risen, hymn number 377. We sing verses 1, 3, and 4.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. We sing together our hymn of praise. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, the strength of those who believe and the hope of those who doubt, may we, who have not seen, have faith in you and receive the fullness of Christ's blessing, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading for today is taken from 1 Peter, which was written to encourage Christians who were experiencing hardships and suffering because of their faith in Christ. This letter opens by blessing God for the living hope we have through Christ's resurrection, even amid difficult circumstances and surroundings in our lives. A reading from 1 Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, 
may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We sing together our gospel acclamation. Gospel according to John. Glory, Glory to you, o Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Christ is risen, alleluia. He is risen indeed, alleluia. Dear sisters and brothers, grace and peace to you from our risen Lord, Jesus the Christ. Amen. It's Easter evening, and the disciples are back in the room that they had been staying in since they arrived in Jerusalem. 
tensions are still running high in the city. And now, a startling bit of news from one of their own, from Mary Magdalene, has them stirred up. I have seen the Lord, she told them. How could this be? It doesn't make any sense. They too had seen the Lord on Friday, and he was dead, nailed to a cross. What can Mary's testimony, I have seen the Lord, what can it mean? If she is right, then somehow their leader, mentor, rabbi, their friend was alive. What a roller coaster of a day. Grief turned to joy, disappointment to hope, confusion to wonder. As the sun sets, they are exhausted, even as new questions begin to fill their heads. So is everything going to go back to normal now? Did the resurrection reset everything, return the world back to the way it was before Jesus died? Can we pick up where we left off? Can we go back to work? What are the authorities saying? Has the kingdom finally come? Do you think it is safe to go out? I can only imagine that these questions and speculations must have raced through the disciples' conversation in the room that night. Our situation is different than the disciples' situation. We are at home, shut up in our rooms because of a threat to our health from a virus. But I suspect that you too are exhausted suffering from your own roller coaster of emotions, including grief and worry and sadness, along, I hope, with moments of joy and surprise. And I bet those questions of the disciples sound familiar too. I bet they are probably similar to the ones that are racing through your conversations. At least they are through mine. When will things return to normal? How much longer until we can go out, start gathering again? When this is all over, can we just pick up where we left off? I don't know the answer to our questions. I don't know what the world will look like in a couple of weeks, in six months, or in a year. I don't know when we'll be back together or how that will even work. But I do know the answer to the disciples' questions. For them, nothing will ever be the same. In the middle of the locked room, in the middle of their confusion, wonder, speculation, exhaustion, sadness, hope, Jesus appears. Peace be with you. And at last, the disciples can breathe. Four simple words from their beloved friend and teacher, that rains down comfort and healing on this roller coaster of a day. Peace be with you. The last time they were together, just a few days ago before his arrest, Jesus also spoke of peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, Jesus had said. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. That's what he had told them. Oh, how the world changed between these two words of peace. As the peace of Jesus settles in and calms their hearts, the questions begin to come back. What does all this mean? 
Have things reset? No. Jesus shows them his hands and his sides. The events of Good Friday have not been undone. The resurrection of Jesus does not rewind time and take us back to before his death so that we can avoid all that unpleasantry. Easter will not undo Good Friday. Jesus carries the scars of Good Friday with him, just as the disciples carry their own scars. They will not forget these days. Indeed, when the disciples tell stories about Jesus, they will tell not only the story of his resurrection, but of his death. The cross will become a central part of Christian proclamation. When will things go back to normal? For the disciples, the answer is never. They see and know and are experiencing the world in a fundamentally new way. Jesus' death turned their world upside down, and the resurrection is the event that is now reorienting them in this new world. From now on, they will see the world through resurrection eyes. Christ is risen. This good news does not point the disciples to the past, but to the future. The way forward is not to turn back, to seek vengeance, or to make the authorities pay for what they did to Jesus. The resurrection does not drop the disciples back down into the middle of the same game that they were playing. The game has changed. The landscape is different. The world is altered. God has brought, is bringing a new creation into being. The spirit of the risen Christ is breathed into them. The way forward is the way of Jesus. He hands on to them the work that he has been doing, sending them out to continue the work that he began. Things cannot go back to the way they were because the disciples are not the same people that they were. When will things return to normal for us? I don't know. But I suspect that the answer is never. Don't get me wrong. I don't think we are going to be living in quarantine forever. It's just that I don't think we will be the same people we were before this all started. I don't think the world will be the same either because I believe that God is at work in the world and in our lives. I believe that the power of the resurrection is at work that God is always taking what is normal and transforming it into something new. I believe that Jesus is present with us in our homes, comes to us in our locked rooms. I believe that he brings peace and love and grace and forgiveness and hope with him. I believe that he sits at our side when worry or grief overwhelm us. I believe that he is there to accompany the dying to their heavenly home. I believe that he laughs along with us when Zoom freezes our face in a funny pose. I believe that he is present in our conversations over FaceTime or by text or phone call. I believe that he is continually pouring out his spirit upon us, calling us forward into new ministry and new opportunities. 
And I believe that God is at work in the creation. You know, Martin Luther once said that our Lord has not written the promise of the resurrection in books alone, but in every leaf of springtime. Amen. I believe that despite an April snowstorm, that spring is coming. I believe in the resurrection. I believe that our lives and the creation are continually being renewed. I believe in the resurrection. And I believe that that means life is never normal. Life is never static. I believe that God is always beckoning us forward into a new future that we can't even imagine yet, calling us to follow, to walk in the way of Jesus. So peace be with you, my friends. Do not let your hearts be troubled. The risen Christ is with you. Alleluia. We sing together our hymn of the day, Now the Green Blade Rises, number 379, verses 1, 3, and 4. Together, we confess our faith. We join our hearts and minds and voices in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. 
He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, we join the people of God in all times and places in praying for the church, for the world, for all in need. Open the doors we close, O God, when we fear those who worship you in different ways. Guide us to unity and harmony so that we may come to respect and cherish our commonalities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Open the paths we ignore, O God when we prioritize financial gain and convenience over listening to the needs of others and the health of our earthly home. Inspire us and all to care for the world you have made so that living things might thrive. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Open the rooms we lock, O God, to those who live without a homeland or place of safety. We pray that nations, including our own, would be generous in offering refuge and peace for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Open the hearts we close, O God, to the cries of those in pain. We pray for those isolated physically or emotionally because of the coronavirus, especially those living alone, those in assisted living or care facilities. We pray for those dealing with incarceration, addiction, mental illness, chronic suffering, grief. And we pray for those members of our community who we know to be in need, especially Ruth Gilbertson, Steve Terry, Steve Knutson, Carolyn Barnhart, and Marilyn Lee. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Open the ways of love, O God, in the pursuit of peace and healing throughout the world, and bless the efforts of researchers, healthcare professionals, relief workers, and all whose work puts them in harm's way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Open the way to eternal life, O God, as we remember those who have died in faith, especially Maggie Johnson and Jereen Clements. Free us from the fear of death and help us to embrace the peace you have promised. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in your love, almighty God, we place all for whom we pray into your eternal care through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you, if you are gathered with family members, to share a sign of God's peace as we share peace here with one another and we send you our air hugs of peace wherever you are. 
As we sing in a moment our offertory, I invite you to gather bread and wine or juice as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion. I also encourage you to think about your own generosity and the unique ways in which you are called to be generous. We welcome your offering to OSL and our shared ministry. You're invited to send in your offering to the church office or use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. We now sing together, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. Let us pray. Merciful God, our ordinary gifts seem small for such a celebration, but you make of them an abundance, just as you do with our lives. Feed us again at this table for service in your name, in the strength of the risen Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again after supper he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite you now to share communion with one another or to receive communion yourself the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share communion now at home, we will hear a special offering of music from Pastor Heather and Michaela. They will be singing How Beautiful.
beautiful is the body of Christ. How beautiful are you, dear friends, who are the body of Christ out in the world. And now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Life-giving God, you have fed us with your word, and our hearts burn within us. Through this meal, you have opened us to your presence. Now send us forth to share the gifts of Easter with all in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you are sent forth into the rest of this day that God has given you, go forth with this blessing. May the one who brought forth Jesus from the dead raise you to new life, fill you with hope, and turn your mourning into dancing. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. As I brief the ministers of OSL, I share a, a couple of invitations to you. The first is to take part in a Bible study that Pastor Sarah is organizing. It's a Bible study on the book of Acts, and study materials um, and more information can be found on our website under the Growing tab on our Adult Education page. This study can be done independently with a family member. You could perhaps virtually go through the study with a friend. And in addition, there will be an optional virtual gathering on Sundays at 1 p.m. that Pastor Sarah will host. I'm excited to join in. Um, and that will begin on the 26th of April. But all those study materials are now available on our website at oslme.com. Each week's lesson will be posted on Sunday, so over the next couple of days, you should see lesson one appear on the website. And then in the subsequent weeks, the next week's lesson. Thank you, Pastor Sarah. Email us if you have any questions. We will get you connected. In addition, I continue to remind you that we continue to welcome your financial support for our ministries, including um, sponsorship of our radio broadcast. You can send in your offering um, to our church office or, of course, use our online giving option. And I continue to invite your ongoing prayers for our whole community. If there is a prayer concern that you have, a personal prayer concern that you would wish um, to share with us, or if you'd wish to visit with one of our parish nurses or pastors, we are here for you. Please reach out to us. All of our contact information can be found on our website, oslme.com. As we conclude our worship this day, we sing together our sending hymn, That Easter Day with Joy Was Bright. It is hymn number 384, verses 1, 2, and 4.
Christ is risen just as he said. Go in peace, share the good news, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia. <laughs>